This episode of Let's Meet is brought to you by The Clean. To 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 the clean. Defending against dirt for budgets and spaces big and small. You can reach them at 513-720-3115. Hail the scrub. Hey. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Let's Welcome. meet. Hi. Nice to meet you. Let's meet. Nice to meet you. Hey. Let's Howdy. meet. Hey, bro. Hi. Hello. On the 38th episode of Let's Meet Part 2 of 3, Gordon explains the clip effect. Gordon's mom is simply told to quit her job, and Gordon's mom's like, no. Gordon hates meetings, but secretly loves them. Meetings, meetings, meetings. One question I have was, there's the limitations on on income. Mm -hmm. So the person, you know, who is renting out this one-bedroom apartment can only make up to, you know, $25,000 a year. Does that become gradient somehow, or what What happens with that? Yes, yeah, so the challenge that we have, so there's two different aspects to this. One is the clip effect, and that doesn't even just deal with our properties per se, but it deals with a lot of our folks, our folks in low income who have benefits, whether that's food stamps, yeah. whether that's a Section 8 voucher, whether that's PIP, which helps with their utility bills. The more money you make, well, then... The those, more restricted those things. Yeah, are. those benefits get cut, but a lot of times when you get a small raise at work, it's not enough to cover all those benefits that you've been receiving. So there's sometimes there can be a disincentive in order to improve or yeah. better yourself because you know, you're getting a dollar raise at work. Well, if the voucher you have covers four hundred dollars of your rent, that's not enough to cover that rent that they're gonna cut. Unless right? you're doing four hundred more hours. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one aspect. And that, that's the cliff effect of how do we work with our folks to train, teach, or show them that, hey, it might be a little set back now, but in the longer run to better your livelihood and improve your stock and get better so you don't have to be relying on those things is huge. And then we also, each year, we get new numbers from the city of Cincinnati and HUD, Housing of Urban Development numbers, and they take into account, you know, the area median goes up, um, cost of living goes up. So that number isn't always 25000 So yeah, when, yeah. when I first came on, it was like twenty four five. Now it's like at twenty six five. So it's it's it raises a little each year. But what we're trying to figure out now is trying to partner with folks, whether it's in over the Rhine, you know, over here in northern Kentucky or other parts of Cincinnati who have housing that don't have those restrictions that where we discuss with them, hey, we have a really great resident. We really don't want to lose them, but they're buttoned up to that 60% mark. And we have so much amount of time for them to move before we're out of compliance and we have to move them along. How can we have housing that moves them to the next step and still stay in our program? It allows residents to go up to that 80% threshold before you had to move them along, but they're very stringent on move-in income. So yeah. at any point, they have to be below that 60% to even move in. Even yeah. if they're at like 62, they're like, you're out of compliance. And see, that's the thing that I, it always bothers me a little bit yeah. because I feel like there's a lot of people, these people are trying. Mm-hmm. Like These are the people who you want to Absolutely. reward as much as possible to move them along. Mm-hmm. Maybe not move them along, just help them along. Absolutely. Um, and then I do feel like it's sometimes at least viewed by them as a punishment. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I have friends, family, whatever you want to 
have people <laughs> who you can call them friends and family. They're friends. Right. And my sister's family. my friend. Uh, who who are who are struggling with that? Somebody got a raise in the family, and all of a sudden they now owe. They all have to pay you know like seven hundred dollars a month for rent. Mm-hmm. Well, the raise wasn't that much. Yeah. like it wasn't that. So then money. you know it's so like it's so really why would I get that raise or why would I work harder? If it's like, almost like they want to go back and go. All right, I've made a mistake. I'll work less yes. or something. So uh, you know I have a perfect story when I was growing up. So uh, my mom, I come from low income and we had a voucher and my mom went to go get food stamps and they told her she made two dollars more than to qualify for yeah. them and instead of telling her maybe cut out an hour a week at work, you know, and you'll get food stamps. They're like you should just quit your job. She's like, why would I quit my job right. for food stamps? I have all these other bills. But that's what they tell you. Instead of trying to work with you or be flexible and just show like, hey, I'm working five hours less. Can I qualify now? It's just easier to not have a job. The system is there to help people, but it's also broken as well, as we have seen mm-hmm. multiple times in the generations. You know, I know multiple people who have vouchers through each generation because it's it's so difficult to break that when you have a yeah. minimum wage job, and that's it's it's unfortunate too because you 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 do like you guys were saying you have people who have that mentality of I know that hard work is going to get me what I want to mm-hmm. do, but you also have that also perpetuation of a mentality mm-hmm. that says I'm I can't do more mm-hmm. I can't quote unquote better myself because if I do. I get to. I have to move my whole lifestyle into something else. So it's not. It's just going to negate your step forward. Exactly. And the challenge is, is you know, you have these multiple talks, whether it's from the city level or to a national level, and you have conversations depending on people who understand or don't understand the situations of our folks. And a lot of times, it's like, well, they're just lazy. They don't want to work. Well, when you have a children to feed. Or this other bill to pay, your children are going to get fed first. That's what comes first. It's the same with our residents. Some of my residents will communicate with me and call me and say, hey, I'm going to be late on rent this week because I had to pay my electric bill or it's going to get cut off. And a lot of people will say, well, they wouldn't have electric if they didn't have somewhere to live, right? Well, yes, I understand that, but I'm a face. I'm a person they can talk to. Duke right. Energy doesn't care. They just want their money. So you don't pay that. You're... I'm automatically going to get your electric cut. Right. Your kids got to eat. You had to get to work. Those things come first. When you're on that hamster wheel, it's so hard to see the bigger picture, right? right? And I think a lot of people tend to forget that or they just forget maybe the struggles they went through or they didn't go through. Now that they're being older, like, well, they should just be able to figure it out. I did. You yeah. Know? And that, that it's a little frustrating. Yeah, um, and a, a lot, lot of times, times for, you just don't get the, the same opportunities either. I think a lot of times for the people who do think, well, they need to figure it out. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, if if those people looked back at their lives, they would see all this help, mm-hmm. whether it came from uh, parents, whether it came from the community, whether it came from a you know a, a church, civic group, something. Mm-hmm. Somebody helped them along, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they forget that so quickly. Yeah, because I do. Like I forget yeah. the, all the people who helped me along. Yeah, and do, you know, doing what I do. 
Yeah. And, and you know that's that's not a, a knock against them. It's just, it's just very easy. Oh, it's just, it's just, just human nature. It's yeah. human nature. It's the same as when people are like, "Well, I'm self-made." And it's like you're self-made to a point. Someone still <laughs> you're had self-made, to get, but, but look at this person. Someone had you. to give you an opportunity. <laughs> someone had to believe in what you were trying to do. Someone had to give you funding. Like right. you're self-made to a point. And I'm not taking anything away from your successes, but acknowledge the people who helped you along the way. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's people get to a higher level and they tend to close the door mm-hmm. you know relatively speaking if i got this far let's close the door instead of hey i made it people helped me along the way let me extend my arm back and help other people yeah so yeah yeah i tim and i both have had personal experiences where that help has come for our families yeah we <laughs> we both know what that's like mm-hmm. and we both but I'm. I don't know. I don't know if I can speak for Tim on this, but I feel like I probably can. We both have family members who, are at the same time, were like, "I did this myself. Like, why? Why can't these people yeah. work hard and do do more for themselves?" Where they don't remember. That's exactly where you were ten years ago. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's true for Tim. Oh, but I know it's totally it's, true for me. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely within my immediate family that ignores the fact that they came from that as well and now they're belittling someone else. You mentioned that uh, you guys have paired up with Model specifically, Model Group, Mm -hmm. and also a little bit with 3CDC, is that correct? Yeah, so our 50 unit development is at, uh, it's called Edmonton Race and Pleasant. There are 20 units in one building on the corner of Race and Green, probably about a block south of Finley Market. And that is completely affordable and accessible, so ADA compliant. And then our other 30 units are on Race Street. If to, Let me see if I can get my bearings straight. It's at the 1500 block, so right up the street from Tassel House on yeah. that next block. That's 30 units. So for those 50 units, Model manages those, the property management aspect. We do our renter equity. And then uh, 3CDC handles the commercial space. Gotcha. So that was really cool. We just had a ribbon cutting at the ra- uh, the Green Street building for Elements, the hip-hop group and nonprofit that used to be farther down by... They were on the corner of Race and Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. by SCPA, which is School for Creative and Performing Arts. Um, they moved up to our building, brand new space, more nice. room. So that's been really cool. And then there's still a couple of commercial spaces that need to be filled on the race street. So, yeah. And that was, I think it's been five years in the making. When I first came on and my former ED was, he considered it his white well. So we had the one building, which is the affordable and accessible building. It connected, it was the last piece or parcel for the half block of all of our other housing. And we had originally purchased it because the former landlord was not the best. Yeah. And they were causing a lot, the residents were causing a lot of problems for our residents. You know, trash, hopping the gate. So we purchased it immediately and had been sitting vacant for four years. We originally got funding for it. That funding fell through. And then we went back, and that's when we start the partnership with Mono and 3CDC to make it a larger scale in order to get more funding. Yeah. And Do you look at that as a double-edged sword, having I, to partner with them? Because on the one hand, you have – on the one side, you have like – the opportunity that you're providing some, you're providing renter equity to the people in the neighborhood so that they can potentially stay. Absolutely. On the other hand, 
you it it almost feels like you have to have the credence quote unquote credence of and backing lack of a better term even blessing from one of these big developers who is going to help push you along so that they can kind of help you but also kind of keep a good face yeah in I, the in I, the neighborhood you, you, i mean you make a great point what we found is depending on who you talk to you know 3cdc can be they're doing great things. They really help revitalize OTR, and then yeah. other people—they're the big bad, right? They're yeah. the—they're the elephant in the room. They're the ones who changed OTR and pushed everybody out. Mm-hmm. And then you models doing a lot of big things as well, and they—they they have a affordable housing arm. For us, we originally had tried to do development on our own, and I think a lot of people don't understand. It is super expensive. Yeah. to do anything over and over the line. So even uh-huh. if a lot more people want to do things, they just really don't have the can't. funding to. They just yeah. can't. Right. So that's why you only hear about the big developers there because, for example, we uh, there is a building across the street from our office and it has been sitting there since I came on board. Half of it's been done. Uh, a doctor had originally purchased it. He's, he had said he put... I think a half a million dollars into this building and he still was probably a half a million dollars away for it to come online. No kidding. And that was five years ago. With the historical status, with stabilizing, with city code, with fire code, like it is very costly. So that is why you don't see more. It was very important for us to partner with these groups, like you said, Michael, just to not only get their blessing, but to try to show them the importance of affordable housing. Right. Because I think for them as well, it's a win. It makes them look good too. Like, hey, we understand we helped turn this area around, but maybe we didn't put as much focus on affordable housing as we should have right. in the front in the front of it. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier. If you think about that on the front end, it makes it easier instead of on the back end, because once you're on the back end, well, everything's been bought up. It's saturated. Yeah. It's hard to purchase buildings or even get stock to do those things. Even if you want to do affordable housing. Right. So a lot of people have asked us why over the Rhine and why haven't you guys expanded? Are you guys going to continue to over the Rhine? And we saw the need in over the Rhine, 17 years ago right and that's why we originally started there but yeah you can do housing wherever or affordable housing wherever but if the folks aren't there then why, what's the point yeah. right know, people want to be in over the Rhine. let's create that opportunity for them yeah. so i think it was very important to show not only to partner with them but before we partnered them express our mission what we're passionate about and what we didn't want to lose in the minutia are the details. Right. So it was finally, you know, sitting on months on months on meetings. It's like, look, we get it. Yeah. We understand. Like, you guys are very passionate about affordable housing. You're very passionate passionate about your renter equity system. That's not going to go anywhere. I'm yeah. like, okay, we just want to make sure we express that because it's very easy to say you guys care. And then right. we get down the line, and it's like, well, we didn't have as much as we thought we did. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that yeah. that was a big thing. Was um, when we did this, it was like that commitment of like, we're gonna do this, and we only want to handle the commercial space. And we're like, that's great. We don't do that. We don't need to do everything. Yeah, that's what you guys do best. Let us do the housing, and we'll go from there. So. Yeah, that's. I'll say like 
for me, the majority of my work owning my business is done in the urban core. That's where I do the majority of my work. And then my wife works at Children's Hospital in Clifton. And we've explored the idea of moving back into over the Rhine. Mm -hmm. And I would love to. I really, really want to. Just because, because like what we talked about, because I love the city so much. You can, being down there, you can walk to everything. You'll have a grocery, you have a farmer's market, you have coffee available almost every street. Mm -hmm. There's some coffee to get. There's definitely beer and food to get on every street. There's so much living to be done in this condensed little part of Cincinnati. But even for us, people who make decent money, Mm -hmm. we are still put off by the fact that a place that would be a comfortable size for the three of us, mm-hmm. our dog and our cat, it would be fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a month. Which is and, and, wild. And up. I mean, yeah. we even looked at some apartments that were proper two bedrooms and they were with parking included, like twenty four hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Which when you have an uh, a nine hundred dollar a month mortgage, yeah. like you can't beat the mortgage. Even <laughs> if you can walk to a Kroger. Yeah. You still can't beat it. Well, so. the challenges too, like you said, you find, you know, our generation now or the way we're moving, you know, you look at the 70s and everybody wanted the big yards and the suburbs and that's where everybody moved. Well, everybody wants to come back to that urban core. Everybody wants walkability. Everybody wants bike lanes. Everybody wants to not have to drive. Everyone yeah. wants to have coffee shops and restaurants and bars all near them. And that's what is so compelling about Over the Rhine. And that's the double-edged sword, right? Because... They know that's what people want, so they can right. jack up their prices because mm-hmm. it's a hot commodity. And even in my head, I'm, I look at some of those, and whether it's buying or renting, I'm like, $250,000 for a condo? Are you serious? Like, right. I could buy a whole damn house for that. I don't and like pizza. Go, I don't like pizza that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to walk to get pizza every day. Yeah, if I'm so buying I see. Yeah. I, I see that, and I'm like, you can't afford yeah, pizza. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> true. So I see that, and I'm like, you know, even for a parking space, but I'm like, I'm near everything. Yeah. Like. And I'm not in my own house away from like that's crazy to think about that price for a condo when I'm like, I can live over across the river or somewhere close for a lot cheaper. Yeah. So let's talk about for, that for now. For, for now. now. <laughs> that's absolutely true. Keyword. Yeah. You guys are both you guys are both Commonwealth uh, dwellers, Commonwealth. Commonwealth of Kentucky dwellers. I don't know about it yet, but I do know that it's coming over here. So let's segue into that. Let's talk about Reed Newport. Yeah. So, Tell us what that is all about. So Reed Newport, we started about three years ago. We're a grassroots community-led nonprofit that is focusing on revitalizing Newport in a sense, renewing. Hence the Renew Port. And we focus on a lot of areas that are very passionate to us, but we consider that would transform the city as well. So that consists of education, mm-hmm. housing, economic development, community engagement, health, wellness, and safety, beautification, arts. And we have task force that carry those out. Um, Don't forget the jelly bean and pickle sandwich. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Aforementioned. Yeah, and it's uh, it's dill pickles. So oh, n- not the sweet pickle. My God. Yeah, sweet and salty, baby, sweet and salty. <laughs> <laughs> we had different task force, and it was kind of we put together a quality of life plan. We determined, hey, let's put together a ten-year runway, twenty twenty-five. Yeah. That we want to have this stuff taken out. 
are taking care of to do. Task force and taking out. That's all I heard. Uh, yeah, from, I'm from here, that, this is paragraph yeah. in this social climate <laughs> in this political climate, Gordy. I'm not. I don't know if those words can be. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's 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 talk about this off air. I've been president for two years. I originally came on to the House and Committee. I introduced myself and I said, "Hey, I'm Gordon. I'm a property manager in over in Ryan. I specialize in affordable housing." They're like. You're our house, and guys, like, what if I wanted to do something else? Right. What if I was interested in beautification and arts, guys? Like, I was going to bring in ponies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I have found, you know. Because um, we have goats. Yeah. And my past five years with Cornerstone and my two with Reed Newport, a lot of times it's just you take that step back and it's how the hell did I get here, right? And then you just realize I stepped up when no one else wanted to. Yeah. So that's a, essentially how I became president. We did the executive, we did the votes for executive officers. I said, hey guys, I'm just learning out about the organization. I don't feel comfortable being president. I don't know what that includes or entails. I will be into another role. I will be vice president. If <laughs> and they said, be. they said, no, perfect. That's the attitude we wanted. Yeah, they're like, that's Lead the attitude. Us. Yeah, you could be vice president. And I was like, cool. I can learn. I can We've get killed good. the president. Yeah, I can get grooved. <laughs> are wait, are you trying to say that you staged a coup so that you actually could take over? No, I did not. I Gordon. did not. So listen to this. So three months, it might not even been three months, you know, my our president approached me and they're like, Hey, I just got a lot going on. I just stepped another yeah. job. I think I'm going to step down as president. I'm like, it's been two months. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, so yeah. since I stepped into the role of president, and I think with every time these things happen, I always kind of give that statement or, hey, guys, if you don't feel comfortable with me being the person because I'm still figuring out the role so we can bring someone else in, they're like, no, you're our guy. And I'm like, well, of course I am. Yeah. That's the same thing that happened at Cornerstone. And it, it seems to be a trend, right? So when uh-huh. I first came on to Cornerstone, I was assistant property manager. And the property manager quit four months later. And I said, hey, guys, if you need to bring out another property manager to figure out until I figure out how this works, uh-huh. that's fine. I totally want what's best for organization. No, you're our guy. And I'm like, this is not. So yeah. um, in that time, though, in the two years, it's been a lot of we, we realized that before we wanted to do anything, we had to get buy-in from the residents, but we had to build partnerships, collaboration um, with city folk, the big organizations in town, yeah, uh, uh, Brighton Center, neighborhood foundations, businesses, um, and then it would make it easier if they took us seriously and saw that we were doing things. Yeah, and I'm one of those people that... I don't like to be in many meetings mm-hmm. unless they're important. Don't just put me in a meeting to be in a meeting to make it feel like it's important. Yeah. And I, I don't like to waste people's time. If you don't waste my time, I don't waste yours. Yeah. Um, so that was my big thing when I came on as president. I was like, there's two things, guys. I'm not going to ha- keep having meetings just to have meetings. And we have money. I'm going to spend it to show, hey, we're doing stuff. Yeah. And we're not just sitting on this so people feel more comfortable. If they give their money to us, they can see where their money's going. So it's make, make an impact. What are some of the things that you guys yeah. have done and are planning to do? So in the past two years, I will try my best to remember everything. It is yeah. a lot. We have planted, I say, about 40 trees. 
Nice. We have implemented, well, sorry, installed 15 bike racks throughout town. We have sponsored the DIY skate park. Nice. Um, we have sponsored shop with the cop. We have sponsored the firefighters. We have sponsored the trash bash. We have finally have got the okay to start doing murals in the city, which is huge. It's something we've been working yeah. on for two There's a lot years. of murals there already. They're not. not well, there are some. They're homemade murals in oh, Newport. Okay. Yeah. Covington has the, the professional murals. Yeah, Co- Newport not so <laughs> Newport much. has the ones that Danny Babcock <laughs> would have made when he were 12. Back in the day. Uh, what <laughs> yeah. else have we done? We got the okay to do crosswalk art. We have a mini grant program that you know, city businesses or residents can apply for to re- receive up to $500 for. So residents have used that for tree planting, for pro- programs at the library, for taste of Newport. Nice. We are actually in the process. We just got the approved for two $30,000 grants for outdoor gyms. Very cool. So that's huge. The national. Where, where are they going to be? So we have. We are still looking at locations. So, t- uh, like a Venice Beach type situation. Yeah. Where a bunch of big muscly dudes are going to be scaring children. So I ride my bike live. a lot. Yeah, uh, and I ride over there. Yeah. And there has been um, close to Woodcask uh, yeah. Brewery. So well, there, there's a CrossFit gym that's right there. Yeah. So what and I have I have been bombarded with fit people yeah. running towards me and scaring me because they don't, <laughs> they don't like have bells or anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> they just burst out of the door. Yeah, so the na- the National Fitness Campaign reached out to us probably about a month ago saying, hey, you know, we identify places throughout the U.S. that would be interested or would be good fits for outdoor gyms. Yeah. And they kind of identify kind of low-income places where folks can't afford gym memberships or, mm-hmm. you know, health is very an issue, healthy living. So they reach out to us. They're mostly on the West Coast now, and they want Newport to be an example on setting or moving this way, moving oh, nice. East Coast. So it's really cool. So we're looking at two locations. So we're looking at one underneath the bridge where the skate park is right near there. Okay. And then we're at least it's in the shade. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of the time. And it's, it's, it's in the shade, but it's underneath the bridge, so you can work out when it's raining and yeah. inclement. Then we're looking somewhere on the west side. We haven't determined the spot yet. West um, side of Newport. West side of Newport. Okay. That's correct. Is the west side of Newport? That's Covington, right? No. <laughs> Close to Covington. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So past Wooden Cass, across Fourth Street Bridge, Twelfth Street Bridge, that area around there. That's gotcha. that's the west side. Um, so it's closer. It is. Closer. Yeah, I'd like it to be there. Yeah. Not that I'm going to use it. Yeah. Cast so, your vote. Yeah. So, Text one to eight six seven. So those are the two locations we looked at. Um, and speaking of that, so where the skate park is underneath the bridge, we want to have the outdoor gym there. But there's also an area across the street by the library where there's a huge amounts of dirt. We want to put a pump track there as well for bikers. <gasps> So we Heck want yeah. like a whole outdoor exercise, healthy living underneath that bridge. Okay, Parents that, can come work out. Kids can go skate. Kids can go on their bikes. Yeah. So okay, the, the skate part thing and the and the bicycle thing sounds great. That usually doesn't work well with gym people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no skater kids. Explain and, yourself. And bicycle kids. They don't usually. Well, like, there would be enough space. So like, there's enough space. Okay, yeah. that's what I want. Are you so, trying to say that there's a culture class under under the under the bridge? There would be. There would be a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, so the, so the gym would be more for, like, 
every day. I don't want to say every day people, but it would be for the folks who don't. Is that another Arrested Development? It is. Cool. That was the Thank you. Yeah. Development <laughs> so, you know, wouldn't feel comfortable, Mr. per William. se, going into a gym. You know, would, would feel comfortable in their neighborhood going there. So, yeah. Um, so that's something we've been working on. What else have we done in the past two years? We got a few of our boarded up buildings painted. We did a partnership with Keep Cincinnati Beautiful to do that. Yeah. We were the first time Keep Cincinnati Beautiful has done anything outside of Cincinnati. Nice. So the first time they've been to Northern Kentucky, they did a project with us. We got agreements, our MOUs. MOU is a, a memorandum of understanding to utilize vacant lots that the city and the housing authority owned. That okay. they're just sitting on that we can use for different events. Nice. So that's really cool. And I think the big thing we're really trying to work on now is uh, trying to find a home. I, I uh, a lot of our meetings take place in the local brewery, wooden cast, and the coffee shop. So my wallet's a little bit lighter these days. Than yeah. <laughs> due to all the meetings, but yeah, it, it's yeah. it's been really cool to be embraced by the community, and we meet with the city officials monthly to see if there's things we can uh, help with or work on and. We always joke that the more and more things we do, the more and more things we get tapped to take the lead on. So we were leaving a city meeting one day, and I think we were, it was probably in the afternoon, so we were headed to get a beer. And I just had said in passing, and I was with my VP and our executive director, and we're all really good friends. And I was like, you know, the city's really tapping us to do a lot of things, and I don't know what else we can take the lead on. And Steve, my vice president, and me, is like, I think there's this pension problem we can work on, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kentucky-wide? Yeah, Kentucky-wide. Yeah. Uh, so it's just... So you guys doing that? Yeah, yeah. yeah just, yeah. you know, slightly share. $30,000 grant? Yeah, so that's my... But, uh, the our, Newport teachers get $2 each. <laughs> yeah, as our executive director's like, well, I mean, we could fill out a mini-grant program for it, you know? So it's just, yeah. it's, it's been really fun. I grew up in Newport. I'm from Newport. So being able to make an impact on the city and that helped shape me is really cool. Yeah. I live there now. I currently rent and constantly I'm like, MS. So when are you thinking about buying a home? And, you know, I'm like, I don't know where to buy because I, like, I buy. And that's always been a funny thing. Yeah. So in the two, <laughs> in the two, in the two, in the two years I've been president and I'm involved in Re Newport, I, I've lived in three neighborhoods in the city, and each time I go to a neighborhood meeting, and I'm like, hey, my name's Gordon, you know, I live here, and I get approached afterwards, and they're like, I know you're here at this Clifton uh, neighborhood meeting, but you actually live in Cliffview, and I'm like, you know what, I'll just take my talents elsewhere then, if that's going to be a problem, right, yeah. <laughs> then, then I'll go to the East Road, I'm like, hey, my name's Gordon, I live on Park, uh-huh. and they're like... Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think you're in a historic district, though. And I'm like, what is happening here? Yeah, like, yeah. This, this is a very <laughs> segmented area. Yeah. Like, why is it's it very such? foreign to me. Yeah. So it. now yeah. I just got better at it. So whenever I like, and for the longest time, city officials thought I lived on the west side because I would be always at the west side meetings. And now I just like, hey, my name's Gordon. I'm a concerned citizen. Yeah. Like, I'm not telling <laughs> anybody where I live because so where do you live? I still live on Park. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are a couple things that I just gleaned from this story. Uh, the first thing, and we have to let. The people who don't live here, you should know that on a 15-minute drive around the Cincinnati area, you could be in at least 12 or 13 different townships and villages. We actually should test this out. We should yeah. give ourselves like 30 minutes and just see how many it's crazy. different cities. I mean, you yeah. can easily just take 50 West, dude, and hit like... Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's I live, really in it. I live on, on that, <laughs> that stretch. Isn't there like a turkey foot? 
Is that a place? Turkey yeah, Turkey Foot. That's in Kentucky, though. Turkey Foot Drive. No, yeah, Turkey Foot Bottoms. Yeah, that's on 50 West. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. near so me. So I passed that. Yeah, <laughs> went to your house. Yeah. The second thing is, is that Gordon is addicted to meetings. <laughs> that's the other thing we found out. You're the uh, all the meetings. He just dude. said he's like, I don't want to do meetings. You have like you go to a lot to a lot of meetings <laughs> that you weren't even supposed to be at. Well, that's the thing too. Like yeah. Steve, so my vice president and I will attend a meeting, and we're it's just, not a historic area. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there just sitting back trying to get information on what's going on in the city. And the city manager will be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you guys got anything?" Like, no, I'm just I'm just a spectator tonight. I'm not presenting, guys. Like, I'm good. They're like, "Are you sure?" Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm if sure. this were Fight Club, you would be Marla. Yeah, you would be just going to all of the meetings. all the meetings, dude. Isn't that the character? Never sharing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never sharing. Yeah, it is. Marla. I'm trying to pull a 15-year-old movie. (laughs) So, yeah, all the meetings, it's all the time. And it's crazy because, like, there was a a clash at some point of me attending when Renewport Newport was just getting started. It was a lot more meetings. Um, Yeah. And I just remember my executive director approaching me one day, and he sits down with me. He says, do you got two jobs? I'm like, no. He's like, well, it feels like it. You know, you've been attending a lot of Renewport stuff. They, they paying you? He's like, you know, we uh, we just moved your, your, your pay up in order so you wouldn't have to have two jobs so we can have you full time. I was like, it's not full. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not getting paid there. Like, I just know? like meetings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Gordon. I like meetings. I like free donuts and coffee. I like to pretend like I don't like meetings, but I love them. <laughs> you don't want to conduct a meeting yeah. for the heck of it. You just want to go to them. Yeah, exactly. That's how you free up your time. You say, I'm not going to keep you here late because I have somewhere to be. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but so the best, uh, so the, I'm giving away a secret here, but one of the best excuses that I always have is because no one questions it, right? If you want to get out of something, you just say, hey, guys. I got to go. I got a conference call. No one questions a conference call. They just believe you. Yeah. So like, Especially if you're the president. Yeah. <laughs> so you just say, man, I really don't feel like being at work the rest of the day, guys. I got a conference call. I got to duck uh-huh. out and take And they're all going to be listening to this yeah, because you're exactly. going to promote it. <laughs> I was all on your meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a real situation. We got to really talk about this. Thank you for listening to the Let's Meet podcast. On the next episode of Let's Meet, Gordon tells us a bit more about what he likes to do for fun and will discuss lots of restaurants. You will get hungry. For more information, please visit our website at letsmeetpodcast.com and please subscribe. Nice to meet you. Let's meet. Hello. Let's meet. Hey, what you doing? Hey, hello. <laughs>